Hello, it's Matt Weaver with BibleTruthProject.com, here with my final talk on the Lost Tribes of Israel. This one's going to be a bit brief, but I wanted to tie it together really in one simple uh, little section of the Bible, and that is in Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to start, uh, let's see here, in verse 11. And this is really where it's being tied together. So, wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. So he's, he's speaking, obviously, to the Ephesians. We have to remember the distinction. Gentiles, the prophecy of them being tied, grafted into uh, the root, being grafted into the tree, coming into the house of Israel. So he's speaking to this effect. So again, wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision, the flesh made by hands. So this is basically saying you were called the people, not of the covenant, because the circumcision was a sign of the covenant of Abraham. So you are people not of the covenant, by, and you are called that by the people who are of the covenant. Verse 12, that at that time ye were without Christ or Messiah, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Now, that's a, uh, a word, of course, we understand in, in today's uh, thing with the commonwealth. Uh, but basically, it's referring to community or citizenship. So it's, it's, it's saying to the fact that we were not part of uh, or able to become citizen with or part of Israel. Okay, Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes were afar off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace, and he hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity even the law of commandments and ordinances. For to make him in himself of twain one new man, making peace, so that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were far off and to them which were nigh. For through them we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. That now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of apostles, prophets, Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together grows into a holy temple unto the Lord, in whom you are also built together for an inhabitation of God through the Spirit. So we hear this, here is basically, uh, we're hearing what Jesus did. And, and as I, and I'll just reiterate quickly, the picture given is from the times of the prophets, from Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Those are very key prophets in this whole picture. We're given a promise that there's going to come one who is going to redeem and, 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 uh, deliver Israel from its pronouncement of divorcement. And also it says Gentiles will be joined unto Israel in that day and will be joined together. Now, 
when we look at that and we look at what Ephesians is saying, it's one and the same thing. It's saying that that is now fulfilled in Jesus because he has torn down the wall of partition. It's the middle wall. It's something between us. It's he, uh, he took care of it, so it's now gone. Well, how did he do it? Because he abolished in his flesh the enmity, the law of commandments and ordinances. So basically, his, the life he lived, okay, fulfilled the law of commandments and ordinances. Because in him was that which the law tried to conceive was made perfect and was, and was lived perfectly. So us, not in our own righteousness, but in his righteousness, do fulfill the things of the law. Because in our hearts... We have his seed, and he has given us through the new birth, he has given us uh, new desires, new things to live for. The flesh cannot be saved, uh, and that is why we must be born again. And so Jesus here is saying that if you have experienced this, that wall of partition is broken down. Now I want you to notice he doesn't say that now you are the ones that will partake of it, and God has forsaken the household of Israel. No, he doesn't say that. He just says the middle wall is torn down so that the two will come together as one new man making peace. So there's going to be a movement of peace between the coming together of the house of Israel and the Gentiles. And that's the picture here. Now, I think it's going to go further uh, according to what I read and also in the prophets that it's the coming together of God's chosen peoples. If you look at the household, that includes the, the house of Israel, the house of uh, Judah. So you're going to see the Jewish people and the Gentile come together. And I think you're, and the Gentile includes Arabs. So it's all people of the world are going to be coming together as one new man making peace because that is what Jesus did. That is what he did. And this whole thing, uh, all this discussion and everything is really just this picture that God is going to put these people together. Now, he may bring calamity. He may bring all sorts of things. And we read in the shakings and things that are going to take place. All these things must come to pass. But look at the words of Jesus. And he said, don't be afraid. Because when you see these things happen, redemption draws nigh. And that is the message in all of this. The message is redemption. God is a God who, who has mercy. And I am so thankful for that because, yes, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, and I followed his plan, but so often how I've failed the Lord and how I've, um, I've done things that have disappointed him, I'm sure. Yet he has mercy. And if God has mercy on me, he can have mercy on you, and he can have mercy on the household of Israel who has also rejected him. So he has put together this perfect plan and he's going to shake the world. And something I just read, I'll just briefly say it, is in his return. And this is not original to me. This is by uh, Derek Prince who spoke. And it's such a tremendously good word. Is that in the end, the lamb will become angry. And, and the question was put out, have you ever seen an angry lamb? Of course not. But the lamb will be so angry that he will come and the sight of that will be so terrible that the men will pray that the rocks will fall on them. 
So we are going to see, uh, without question, a horrific outpouring of wrath and judgment. And ultimately, it's going to point people to the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, to Jesus, who is our Savior. And so we do not need to fear. We need to realize everything that is to be shaken will be shaken. Every mountain, every hill, every valley, every system, every form of thing that you look at as being uh, security, money, any of that stuff will be shaken, will be uh, challenged because there is no other king except for the king of kings. And the, and the Bible says you cannot serve God and mammon, both. It's one or the other. Either you serve the Lord or you serve money. And money is not wrong. It's a tool, but it's all obviously it's what's driving the markets. It's what's driving the world. And when you reduce things that men considers strength, they ultimately see the power of God. And I think that's what God is going to do. I'm not being a doomer and a gloomer. I do believe that God is going to um, make himself known. I mean, just look at the hard facts and the reality of even where this nation is at, $20 trillion in debt. That's more than any of us can fathom. These consequences are things that there, or these things will have consequences. And there's, there's only several ways it can happen. Um, but we trust the Lord. Our, our, our faith is not in that which we believe is valuable. We know what's valuable, and that is salvation. And the picture that God is going to bring together out of this world, a spotless and pure bride who is ready for him. So that's the message of courage in the lost tribes. I hope you found it interesting, and I hope you found some inspiration in it and placement where God has you and where he wants you to be in his kingdom. Everyone is called to be a part of the kingdom of God, but very few enter in because the way is narrow and it's not always easy. So God bless you and look forward to the next time where we will start on a different subject.